going on? It's Beer Rap Banter Podcast. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. It's myself, English. And myself, Cal Sirius. You know, it's uh, Skinner and Badil bringing you that real, real, real. <laughs> <laughs> Today, on the Beer Rap and Banter Podcast, we are here with none other than... Richie Bray. Make some noise, please. Thank you for coming down. Good to Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, Thanks yeah, for yeah. having me. First of all, cheers. I know we're going to have a little celebrated drink. Cheers. Yes, cheers. Taking it cheers, easy. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. What you got there, bro? Uh, just a beer. Just keeping it calm. Just keeping it calm. But I might have a Guinness in a bit. <laughs> right. I'm allowed. I'm not driving. So, uh, yeah. But, uh, Richard, how you been, man? What's been going yeah, on? Yeah, bro, I've been living, man. Work has been crazy. I can see. I yeah, can see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Been doing this, that, and the other. Yeah. So just talk about for those that might not know. Um, just talk about how you got started now with your whole social activist, public speaker, yeah, hosting yeah. a lot of positive things. So how how did you get started with that? Just to where you now. For me, it was chatting rubbish online. Yeah. I think I was just passionate about things. I wouldn't even call myself an activist really because I have a day job. So I think for a, my day job kind of involves activism, but I think that it's not something I dedicate my whole time or my whole life to, but I do it when I can. Yeah. Can and you I tell kind us of, what your day job is? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> not really. I have to keep that quiet, but it's, um, it's community-based. It's positive. It's productive. Yeah, it's positive and productive. Basically, so, you work for my That Pretty much. <laughs> but my job is centred in diversity and inclusion. Really? So yeah. it's, yeah, it's kind of like... a. a Along the realms of what I stand for, really. Yeah, you because you are big on inclusion, definitely, and making man. sure that everyone has a voice and everyone is heard. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But yeah, so this 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 building that so obviously you started on social media, yeah, talking yeah, your yeah, talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I did bits and pieces before that, so I think I've been involved in this sort of stuff since I was sixteen. So I worked with um, young people who had been abused yeah. or had been through some sort of trauma yeah. and it was getting them to express themselves through performing arts. Okay. So it would have been like acting, yeah, yeah, dancing, yeah. rapping, poetry, all of that kind of stuff. So for me, a lot of my life has just been supporting people and like, I'm a big lover, innit? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I love people and anything that I can do to maybe uplift and help the lives of people, I, I, if I've got the time, I'll involve myself in it. That's wicked. Do you think that's what's missing now with the whole youth club thing and yeah, schemes for man. allowing the kids, yeah, yeah, the, the yeah, young yeah, people yeah, yeah. to sort of do their music, do their singing, have an outlet? Because I know, I know we're all a similar age. We had youth clubs growing up. Absolutely. And that's where I learned to sort of learn to sort of do music or to write music that's and perform it. and meet other people. So do you think that's that's imperative? Uh, yeah, that I do. Good. And I feel like youth clubs are community hubs. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So children get to know each other. The parents know where the kids are. The parents meet at the youth clubs as well. So for me, like growing up, youth clubs for me were like a community hub. Yeah, that's how I yeah. got to know everybody in my local area. So obviously you'd have tear-ups with the other kids. Yeah, that yeah, happens. Yeah. But it wasn't... We weren't split up into different sections. It was I healthy, think, yeah. yeah, man. And now we're living in a society where you don't even know who your next door neighbour is. Like it's crazy. Yeah, they're like people often say there is no community. Yeah, yeah. One thing I remember is uh, when we had the London riots over here. That was around the time where a lot of youth centres were being closed down. I used to do a bit of youth work myself, and the youth centre I used to work in got closed down. Mm. Um, can you tell us maybe something a little bit about the effect that might have on a community youth centres being closed down? I just think it displaces young people. So it's kind of like. My, I guess my, my biggest issue is is our generation and up, we demonise kids all the time. Mm. So what you hear on the news is the youth this, the youth that, the youth are doing this, the youth are always on the streets, blah, 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 blah. But I think what people fail to realise is when you are under the age of 18, you have a voice, but you don't have an amplified, vo amplified voice. You rely on adults to do things for you because they're of age. So legally, as an adult, you have power. 
See, if we're constantly demonising children and children want things and we're not even providing them with a voice and we're mm. not even getting behind them, what do you think is going to happen? I think for us, and I, I think I've said this somewhere else, if you are pointing one finger at children, you need to look at the three fingers pointing at yourself. And for me, like where I come from is kind of like us as adults need to take some responsibility for the environment that we're creating for young people. I could look at them all day, but I've got the power. Other adults have got the power. Mm. So I could tell you that you're a bad child, but you didn't grow up like that. You no. didn't wake up like that all of a sudden. Yeah. So what am I doing to have an impact on that? That's where I'm at. I feel like... No, I agree. I think there's... Well, I've got a saying. There's no, no such thing as a bad child. There's bad parenting. And then the environment in which they're growing. So it's... Yeah. And even with the parenting thing, I find it difficult. Because we're now... Like, you know, you talk about austerity and things getting closed down. Yeah. So now parents are working all four or five jobs. Yeah. So parents aren't able to be there every day for their children. Yeah. Because they're having to provide for their household. Yeah, I don't necessarily think that's no, about no. parenting, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because you've got parents who are not working... Who aren't instilling the the rights, you know, instilling the, the right things into into all their like children. Morals, good sense of morals. Yeah, and then and then the kids are growing up and doing all types of yeah, yeah, yeah. messed up things. So yeah, man, that's interesting. So being so inspirational as you are, and thanks, man. You are. Like, <laughs> well, you're inspiring us, and you yeah, know, I know there's a lot that. of people that that you know really uh, logged into what you're talking about. Who inspired you to then take this leap of faith and to continue pushing to you know to to help others or to be, you know, to be a social person. So who, I'm trying to say, who inspired you to do your thing, basically? It's difficult, you know. I think I was inspired by people around me. Yeah. So it wasn't always, so obviously I looked up to people like Malcolm X, James Baldwin, Bayard Rustin, all of those kind of guys. Um, the Black Panthers of, so we have Black Panthers in London, all of those kind of guys doing their thing as well. But for me, it was a lot of man on the ends, like mm. people that I grew up with. I think... What happens is when people look for inspiration, we always use these pinnacles of people that, I don't know, the, the, the perfect activists or the perfect yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, the people that I grew up with on the ends were my inspiration. Yeah. So when you say people you grew up with, are you specifically yeah. talking about people from your own age group you used to move with? Or are you talking about maybe, as we say, olders that are around away? Collectively. Older elders. Yeah, 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 collectively. And my dad. Mm. My dad's mm. an inspiration for me. My dad, honestly, don't get me started. My dad is the greatest man. Now, talk it, talk Bro, it. the greatest Love man that. you will ever meet. Trust me. Like, I cannot talk about my dad enough. He's amazing. I... I just, my dad is my guy, man. <laughs> makes me emotional. No, my dad is my guy. That's my dad is my guy. So it's for me, it's yeah, like having parents behind me that were like, that supported everything I did mm. was important to me. And obviously I've spoken about this previously. People that I love dying inspired me, like yeah. losing my cousin. Yeah, my cousin was my best mate. You know what I mean? We grew up like brothers. Yeah, so that for me, mean, that inspired me to do something. I never want someone to feel the pain that I did when I lost somebody mm. and I never want someone to be in a position where they're losing their life but unfortunately it's constantly happening you know so because it was I saw it was internet was it international international man's day or something on Twitter yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you went shopping with your yeah yeah come on my dad's my guy man That's so yeah, yeah yeah having people like that in my family positive ma male role mm. models yeah yeah, yeah I don't yeah. feel there's enough uh, on street level, not not street level on the road, but it's easily accessible. Yeah. So there's not not as many male figures for our kids and our teenagers that there once were, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, and not many have dads. I mean, I grew up without, you know, I grew up with my mum and my dad passed away when I was young. I'm sorry to so hear that. One. Thank you. This is what it is, man. But then finding male role male role models within the family or community yeah. to latch onto and be like, okay. I can be like them or they're doing the right yeah, thing. Yeah, so yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. important to have. You know? I was lucky to have it from my 
my dad. Yeah. Like, that's lucky, innit? Like, and he's happy with like, what you're doing now. Yeah, 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 yeah. With yeah. the home gets involved. Like, proud yeah, yeah. of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's proud. Sometimes he doesn't know what the hell's going on. But that's, for the most that's, that's parents. <laughs> parents <laughs> for the most part, he's happy, man. Like he's a proud man. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, we, yeah, no, that's wicked, man. Um, so yeah, touching on your hosting because you have been doing a lot of hosting, working closely yeah. with Lush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. went around Europe to do the My Body, My Rules. That's the one. Um, yeah. Encore. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, just yeah. speak on that for those that weren't, you know. Yeah. So it was kind of like body positivity. So it was allowing different. It was kind of identifying different people in society and kind of promoting people to embrace their bodies. So we all have this ideal of what the perfect body is or what the perfect person is but I guess it's about sitting with yourself and who you are removing the expectations mm. and being happy with the body that you have loving yourself and yeah and just stopping people from bullying others based on their bodies you know that's where everything you're saying is worth it so Sponsoring the man there. Don't kill me, don't kill me. We're going number one. Whatever you do, we're just. But it was good, it was good fun, man. One thing I found interesting, yeah, um, when I went onto your Twitter, was your location. You've yeah. got uh, the former gentrified. Yeah, SC- pre gentrified SC14. Wow, that's, that's so good. <laughs> team, man. Because I'm from like New Cross, isn't it? That's mm-hmm. kind of where I'm from. Yeah. And the thing is, yeah, I understand that communities change. Mm. And I think that's fine. But what happens, you know, we talk about community, you get people coming in, there's a lack of integration. Mm. So you come into the local area and you can feel people coming down, looking down on the people that are already there. And because it's zone two, what happens is the house prices shoot up, you get richer people moving in. And the way a lot of the people that move into the community behave Mm. is a problem like you're looking down on the people that are in the local area mm. i used to be able to walk around my ends fine now i get approached maybe once every few weeks excuse me bro do you know where i could find some weed do you know where i could find wow. some this wow and i'm a bit like like come on yeah do you know it. what I mean? Like, that's great because you know what? My memories of New Cross, like there was a lot of hip hop events that used to go on down. Yeah, there. it was yeah, trendy. Yeah. Some arms. It was like, trendy, yeah, like the, the new, yeah, like the rockers. Like there was a big rock new wave punk scene that came, and it was always a bit grunge. Like, you know, it had the whole student grunge, yeah, but then it was all New Cross there as well, right? Like you had the yeah. essentials, and there was a big grime yeah. thing. So it was always a bit. And yeah. Eggies, is Eggies the yeah, 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 yeah. Eggies is still there. Yeah, famous yeah, place. Yeah. And you can't forget Moonshot, man. So like New Cross, when it comes to Moonshot Park, the park around there was heavy in creating the dancehall scene okay. in London. So you wow. used to have all dayers, Deptford Day and Deptford yeah, yeah, Park. Yeah, yeah. Like that whole area, there was a real... For me, I'm a dancehall man, innit? Yeah. I grew up on dance. I, like, I love it. That's your music? Yeah, it's my well, music. T- top three, like, top three selected dancehall artists, would Bro, you say? Bro, no, you can't do that to oh, me. Well, 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 <laughs> we'll come back to you. We'll yeah, 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 come back to it. But for me, it was like, I grew up around that. So it's that area that I grew up around. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That dancehall culture, it was gritty, all of that. To see that area change and that culture just be removed. I understand things move forwards, but you can progress and still keep some of the same stuff. Yeah. It's when you're going in there and you're coming into an area and the way that you're changing it is disallowing the local people to stay there. Mm. Like, that's a problem. Phasing like. them out. Well, we're, yeah, we're finding yeah. that in, uh, in like East London, in Wolverhamstow, later. Of course, yeah, yeah, In yeah. Hackney, it's been going on for a while. So, you know, gentrification is, is an issue. It has some plus size, but for the most part, like you're seeing, the local people and businesses are being phased this out. This is and, it, man. And it's becoming, you know, 
It's crazy. It, yeah, not Bro, great. Not like, great. I don't know, my memories of Newcross are like a place where, you know, there was a few goons down there. You kind of got Enough to go goons and queues. There's like loads of graffiti up and stuff nearby by the station. Um, and then even like the university there, I think it's the Goldsmiths where they, they got the SU. Yeah, 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 and stuff. yeah. You know, you might get some fly girls walking around. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? But you had community. Mm. Mm. Newcross was a community. Mm. Deptford as well. Like, yeah. everybody knew each other. Like, even if I didn't know you, I'd know someone who knows you. And that can sometimes be a bad thing, but quite a lot of the time it can be a good thing yeah. as well. I've been in sticky situations growing up where someone was like, oh, no, I know Richie. He's blah, blah, blah's cousin. Or he's blah, blah, blah's brethren. Mm. So there was a sense of community yeah, where yeah, yeah. if something happened to you, people locally would protect you. Yeah, you don't get that now. Said, no, man, every man for himself. The NF came into my area in the 90s. They got run out. Yeah, my yeah. whole street ran them out. So I, I don't know if that would happen now. You know what I mean? They would get run out now. Maybe. I'd like to think they would. I'd like to think I, so I don't too, know if these people moving yeah, in yeah, 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 the place yeah. are going to be running Should we go outside? Is it safe? I'm not really sure. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good accent. Are you sure you're yeah, not changing yeah, your yeah. <laughs> There's loads of black people running in that direction. We should stay inside. <laughs> um, so talking about sort of your uh, upbringing, growing up with music, yeah, um, yeah. how has music, other than dancehall, how else has music inspired you to become the person you are? No, it's quite a... Big yeah, statement. So, yeah, so yeah. you grew up with dancehall primarily in the house? I grew or? up with everything. Everything. You know? okay. For me, music has kind of been the backdrop for my whole life. Yeah. And that's the thing about music. I feel like I listen to a song, it takes me to a time in my existence. Okay. So music has been like the golden thread running throughout my existence. Brings people and it's like, yeah, like initially my sister was a hip hop head, dancehall. My dad's, uh, my mum likes lovers rock and reggae. My dad's a soul man. Yeah. So inside my house, there were people like, Curtis Mayfield, mm. James Brown, mm. then you had people like Kofi, Freddie McGregor, all yes. of those dancehall artists as well. So for me, my parents were very musical people. My sister used to MC when she was young. She's 10 years older than me. Okay. What was her MC name? Um, Charisma. Oh, <laughs> good yeah. Name. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Did you ever try spit a couple when of When I was young, but you know, definitely. You know, I don't really have too many, you know what I mean? But yeah, because my older sister was doing it, so yeah, I thought so I'd give it a try. And your friends growing up as well, yeah. wasn't it? That's it. So music for me has always been a thread. I started, well, not sneaking out. My parents allowed me to go out with people older than me. Yeah. I started hitting raves at 12, 13. Okay. So I, when the garage scene was popping, yeah. I was out there. I was in that. Wait a minute. Oh, How did you get into raves at 12, Funny you should say this. I knew a lot of the DJs and that as well from my sister. So... It, they, when I hit 18, that's when ID started to become really heavy on okay. clubs. But before that, like you could sneak in. I was mm. maybe like six foot at the age of 14 or whatever, wow. maybe five foot ten. So you could just get in. Mm. I was going to clubs all the time when I was young. I was a real music person. So that's what I'm saying. Like I, I was around when the scenes were being created, when the, the funky scene came in. So I was yeah. a garage person. Funky came in, discovered like deep house and that. Well, I remember Southport, the weekend is it, bro. yeah. And house changed my life completely. Yeah. Spanned me. I was in, a bit... in what way would you say? Like, I think I know what you're gonna say, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just the whole love and energy that you came yeah. with, and and also I was a bit of a underconfident person. I, I was very self-conscious. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, I was very self-conscious in that. Very insecure. Um, had a few issues, obviously, with losing people when I was young and that, and um, like bullying when I was young and that as well. And I found house music. And it changed my life. I came onto the house scene and it was just pure love. And it felt like a place where you could be yourself. Mm. And the music was amazing and the vibe was amazing. And there was always something happening. Like for me, house is magical. Like yeah, it's yeah. such a magical music. So 
it spanned my life, man. I, I would have to agree with you because I came right. into sort of house through uh, a good friend, Ricky, you know, through DJ oh, yeah, 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 music. And then before it was always garage, grime and rap. But then going to house raves, and especially house raves where it was like the Southport or the Raging South, where it was people that I sort of, I thought, oh, I didn't know like house was this. I thought yeah, house was something yeah, else. Yeah, that's it. Did you guys think there was a big difference between house raves and garage raves? Because I always thought it was the same kind of Depends thing. what kind of garage. Yeah. You know. I think like, go on, sorry. No, no, go on. Go no, go on. What did you do, boy? Yeah. <laughs> you guys are so British, man. So yeah, like, yeah. For me, garage was like, I like the commercial stuff, <laughs> but I was a Todd Edwards man, so that was garage, but it still had that, garage is a form of house anyway, yeah. but it still had that, <laughs> yeah, rather than the kind of two-step garage, it was a different sound, so there was always like an underlying sound of house there, but... House is complicated, man. There's so many different types. There's vibe-wise, though. We took like, it to a house. I don't know. Did the culture feel different? Was it, it different? Was different. Yeah, different. I, yeah, I always yeah, thought different. it was the same kind of people. They dressed the same. Nah. Nah, 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 nah. it was different. Nah. The garage crowd totally different from the house crowd. They dressed Because they used to say house and garage, didn't they? Yeah, That was actually did. a thing yeah, where yeah, yeah. you'd get house DJs, garage DJs. Everyone was all under one roof. I think, I think within I London, that. and I think definitely within like the garage scene of growing up, it was a bit more showy, and it was like... The Patrick Cox, the Machino, the Champagne, Versace, and it was a bit more like Machino, like the Showtime, yeah, and people would get dressed up like yeah, the Costa yeah, Nostra, yeah, 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 yeah. and then Time and Envy, and all these big, you yeah, know, all these raves and stuff and whatnot. And there was a sound of like the American house and garage, and then the UK, you know, that we that we knew of, and then Speed Garage, and it became more showy, and it became our thing in London, and you had the the MCs, but then house was like you can wear what you want. You can be who you want. It's not showy. You can mix around. Everyone can do what they want. Maybe a bit more drug in fueled, we could say. We uh, could. We could say. <laughs> you can say. I mean, you can say. Yeah, no, yeah, we yeah, definitely yeah, can yeah, say. Yeah. There was a lot of drugs. Enough <laughs> <laughs> drugs in the dance. Anyway. <laughs> but then when Garage got darker, early 2000s, and then the MCs wanted to start doing their own thing and then gave yeah. birth to grime, you know, dark side, esky sound, whatever. Love that sound. Yeah, love that sound. Went over there, the house, this, this, this kept evolving. But even within the house scene, you've got different, you know, you've got like the, the Europeans, you might go to a, a European rave and then you've got like a tech house, tech and then a soulful afro. So there's so many tribal sub-genres, but it, it definitely went out and, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was just wonderful, like these Southport experiences and these raves, seeing people are just coming from North, South, East, West of England, yeah. bad man in the dance. Yeah, yeah. Who were like, you right, you yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was such a vibe, man. Yeah, everyone was this twenty-year-olds and sixty-year-olds in the same dance. Yeah, raving together. Mm. Like there was a real, and that's the thing about house music and why I feel like it changed my life. It brought so many different types of people together. I could be raving next to somebody who might be my mom and dad's friends, you know. Mm. And like, and everyone would talk. I met loads of people on the house scene who were like thirty years older than me, but it was just such a love vibe. Like it was like a commute, a movement. Still is positive energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when we went to the Berlin, we went to see um, the DJ for my stag man. That was all house music. You seemed to be having yeah. a good time. Hey, man, that was magic. Osalade. Osalade. Oh, that's my guy, man. So for my for my stag do in Berlin, he was playing. And I was like, we got, to go, you know, my stag orchestrated it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. loads of my friends, Carol, and loads of others who weren't into house or knew, they were like, all right, we'll go because Ben's into house, he's his stag. Yeah, and when yeah. they got there, they were like, 
This is the best thing yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. This is like. Ocelot is the guy as well. Well, you might have been doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it was dope. I, I like the culture that he brought to it as well because he had like he was giving out these little kente cloths and people were walking around with yeah, like, yeah, little yeah. wrapped head wraps. And Europa Soul is his um his kind of his label and he really brings his culture into that. Mm. But did you also know Osanade is one of the pioneers of New Jack Swing music? Wow. wow. That he was big on New Jack Swing. Some of the biggest New Jack Swing songs that you know were produced by him. Yeah. Eric Gable, um, Process of Elimination, Osanade did that. He did Mary J. Blige songs as well. He did wow. Guy songs. Like wow. The man has been around. Was he from Detroit? Was he from, where was he from someone he's close yeah, to? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a pie, and not many people know that. They know for house. Yeah, and he's dropping his chains. He's dropping his chains. Come on, Salman. We got that of music. Yeah, I know. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> you bought your decks. You're just saying you bought yeah, some yeah, decks. Yeah, yeah. So they just dropped today. Yeah, yeah. I've been saying for ten years that I want to learn how to DJ, and I think you just got to throw yourself into it, innit? I've yeah. been saving it up. Black Friday came. Oh, Come yeah, on. It's just like, you felt compelled to buy something on Black Friday because I see people Black Friday people were like I've got to buy something I've got to buy something you were fighting people to carry the decks out of the store I'm fighting people to my house are you mad I'm not fighting people (laughs) (laughs) I'm worrying about my prostate and my back I'm too old for you bro like come on take it easier yeah this is it so I got it delivered so you're going to be practicing yeah obviously I said I love music yeah yeah my uncle was a sound man and that so yeah I just want to Get the CDJs and doing all that. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's what I want to be doing. But you know the ones who dance as they're doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're only going to be doing house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll wait to hear the latest mix CD or SoundCloud link or wait for the house party invitation. Trust me, it's coming. (laughs) That's all good, man. Um, So what have you got coming up sort of in the near future? I know you're working hard with the hosting and you've been, you know, putting yourself about in positive ways, obviously. So what can we expect to see from from you in the as the, as the year comes towards an end and as we go into 2019? Um, I'm trying to think of what I've got going on, to be honest. So it's been a bit quiet. So I've been a bit quiet. I'm on talk radio tomorrow. Wow. Um, so I'm doing it's the morning show. So you go through like the papers and that. Mm. Um, it's meant to be with Penny Smith, but I think it's with Dan w- Wooten. So the guy who executive of The Sun. So that's going to be interesting. Given my political views and his, but we're going to see how it goes. Mm, that might be a um, clash. Right yeah, 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 yeah. Little yeah. sound clash. Yeah, I'm telling you. You can get into, you can get into your little bashful about that. Well, this is it. So I'm doing that. Um, I'm going to try and, you know, kind of build a bit more of a platform for myself. Because my day job is busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind yeah, of yeah. in, yeah. I, and it's a new job. I've been in there a month. So it's kind of like oh, winding congratulations. down. Cheers, man. And a bit more fun. So I think people, when they see what I do online and the things that I talk about, they assume that I'm somebody who's not very fun. Like, I'm serious all the time. Mm-hmm. I can't bust joke. And I think for me, I want to do things that are a little bit more fun because yeah. my personality is jokes. But I'm constantly talking about really somber things. And as an emotional person, that's a lot sometimes, yeah. man. Yeah. So. Well, you were talking about sort of off camera, you were getting a lot of unwanted attention or hate from people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. yeah so. Well, death threats and that. Yeah. That's nah, bad. It's horrible, man. But you can't find me. Where do I live? Prejudged by SE4. It's a big place. It's yeah. a very big place. And you're sending me death threats from America. So you hate me that much, you're going to buy a ticket. That it, bro. So That's just right. gas, basically. You're just someone's, gassing. Someone's that far away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gassing. It's sad, though, that people are still thinking like that and still chatting shit. And just because, you know, you're, everything you put out is positive and is about helping people. But this is it. And enlightening people. But they're not about it, though. You don't even have a picture up. Like, come on. This is a hobby for you. They're not going to come to South East. Definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely not. Not get off the train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so I'll, I'll be alright. I'll be alright. Talking about everything you do is positive. Um, I saw a video of you where you were kind of having a discussion. You were like in a in a crowd and someone put a yeah. microphone on you. And well, I thought it was just so positive the stuff that you were talking about in that interview there. Like yeah. you were talking about suffering a loss and right, okay, yeah, people yeah. and you know kind of relating to other young people that may have lost someone and yeah. how you know the community reacts to that how there might not be any support for someone who's struggling having some kind of an internal battle yeah you know i think that's a really positive thing to talk about there like which is kind of like a mental health kind of issue. of course yeah, yeah, yeah um have you got any thoughts on what can be done to kind of solve that type of problem there where people are just you know Young people might have gone through something really traumatic. Yeah. They don't really know how to handle it. I hate, I think I hate throwing out the same thing, but my answer is always the same, you know. Mm. And sometimes it's about having a conversation with somebody. And I think, you know, I'm talking about us as adults. It's not assuming, oh, you know, my son or my daughter suffered the loss of one of their friends, they'll be okay. I think we really need to have those conversations and not tell them what they need to do, but listen to them and ask them what they need from us because mm. I think for me in my process and the things that I went through my emotions weren't always handled you know they weren't handled in the right way people knew I was having them um I was kind of to myself in some ways but I think everyone was scared to have that conversation with me so for me talking is extremely important I'm a fan of therapy as well mm. and I think young people really deserve to have a platform where they're able to have a conversation with somebody that is purely listening to them. And that could be group therapy as well. That could be one-on-one therapy. But I feel like kids really need to yeah. have that platform to speak about how they feel. Because I think people get stigmatised if you go to therapy that you're seen as weak or, you you know, they've got mental health. You know, there's issues. But it's, it's, it's important. I know people in my family have therapy and friends. And I think it's very important to talk to someone and not, you know, just be listened and not be judged. And I think we need to break down those barriers, man. And um, I think most schools have a school council, a secondary school. They do, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the door will be empty, man. Uh, a lot of the boys, especially, feel yeah, away. Yeah, away yeah, yeah. And it's the setting. School it's school. Mm. And for young people, school is like a catwalk. So everyone's watching you. They're watching you come out of school counsellor. They're watching you having those conversations. So I think children deserve some sort of privacy as well. Yeah. Like we, we need to not protect their pride, but protect their pride in essence, like to a degree. I mean, for me, I've had a therapist for the past, past five years. I go every two two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't have any shame in it. When I talk to young people or work with them, I tell them straight that I love going in there and chatting shit. If someone's pissed me off, I wait till therapy is so I don't lose my job. Like, like therapist having you. Yeah, 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 honestly. <laughs> oh, yeah, I let that spray, man. I So a 15-year-old has just had their friend murdered and you don't want that 15-year-old to swear. You're mad. You're controlling that child's emotions. Let them express their emotions in the way that they need to. It's venting. Mm. Have so, you had the same same person that for the last few years that you've had? Yeah, yeah, past five years. So you've got that, that, that rapport yeah, even built up. Yeah, we get on well. 
Like my therapist knows me, innit? So yeah, it's ready for the cussing when I come in. <laughs> ready. <laughs> so I promote that. Do they ever cuss you back as well? No, 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 I can't, man. <laughs> so I pay for my sessions, like, you're cussing me, innit? Yeah? <laughs> 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 What's this look like? <laughs> <laughs> cussing me, no way. Yeah, you fucking yeah. fucking <laughs> fucking <laughs> fucking <laughs> fucking Yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. Fucking it's interesting, man. You know what I thought was interesting as well? Like, from my experience of going to uni, I had a point where my sick doing my second degree, I had a point where I was stressed out and I started looking yeah. for some type of counselling. And they were fully booked. They were like, sorry, wow. like, it was like, I don't know, the sixth or seventh weekend. And they were like, at this point in the semester, it's always crazy. Crazy. Everyone just stressed out. And stress is actually a mental illness. People don't actually realise that. It's all in your mind, isn't it, that you're stressed? Yeah, and people deal with stress in different ways. Sometimes it can bring the best out of people. Sometimes it can... The worst. The worst. Yeah, I see a lot of stress at work and you have to rise above it. Oh, like that whole pressure makes the hammers kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah. I mean, certain people can perform... Or flat and cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> just squashed. <laughs> just squashed. Can't do nothing with it. Flat and cold. Try and build it back up again. But, uh, no, that's, that's, that's fascinating. That's fascinating. Um, I mean... I don't know what else to say. We've really. been running for a hot minute, man. How are we doing for time? Am we're I talking too much? No, no. no. Okay, cool. Yeah, you can keep, we were talking about that. What do you want to talk about? Let's ask us a question. Can you give us your top three selected um, oh, acts? Oh. You know what? For Ninja Dark Soul, Ninja Man. Uh, Ninja Man's a bad man. Um, Tenosaur is up there. I just love the tone of it. I can't pick three. Tenosaur's up there for me. That's why it's top three selected. It's hard. Yeah. I love the sound of General General Degree. Okay. Like, I love his voice. I just love the way he rides a beat. I'm just going to give you enough that I love. And I love... Talk it, man. It's music. Vibes. Yeah. This is the thing that people don't realise about vibes here. Politics aside, the way that man, his conduct of the English language is mad, you know? Mm. Mad. I think people look only look at hip hop artists and they're like, oh yeah, the lyricality, blah 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 blah. And I agree, is, yeah. but people don't look at dancehall artists. <laughs> the way Spice uses language, mm. the way Vibes Cartel uses language, mm. mad. Mm. People like Chronics, he's not dancehall, he's more reggae. Did you go to the Chronics? Who went to the Chronics? I think Ryan went. And did you go? Of course well? I went. Silly question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah, was yeah. it? Yeah, it was amazing, man. Yeah? Amazing. For me, being a West Indian, West Indian music, I always. You know what I mean? I always right, promote right. that. You're going to put that in your mix? You're going to have a little... Yeah. Like, so, just playing Listen. everything. Your set's going to be like... <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's difficult. So I've got a little plan for when I start. Here and I'm going to look at each genre and just throw out a mix for each one. Wicked. I can't yeah, wait. Yeah, yeah. So it's coming, wait. man. It's yeah, coming. Man. No, no. That's that's really good, man. Probably, yeah. For a party. You look... Trying, trying to make that money back, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have you in future. If we ever do a live uh, beer rap and banner, we'll have you playing that's and everyone else. Plan. We got, we got it all planned out. We got it all planned out. No, but we're really happy to see you, man. And we're really happy that you've come down. Obviously, you're doing a lot of great things. You've done a lot of great things. Obviously, the hosting and um, general discussions. And we wish you the best in the oh, future. I would like to know. Do you put Russ. yourself in... <laughs> he always does. I'm going to tell you wrong. I'm going to and he goes, quickly. Don't go anywhere. Oh, it's getting hot. <laughs> I'm, I'm super curious, I'm though. I'm feeling pressure. Like, yeah. because you do so many different things, man. Yeah. Is there any one box that you could be put in? Like, is there something you would ref- you would think of yourself as? Because sometimes your perception of yourself is different to what yeah, I'm Yeah, I hear that. You. Good question. Because like, someone might say, oh, he's an activist. Another person might say, oh, no, he's just a public speaker. So, oh, he's... Why? I'm me, you know? Boom! That's, that's it. I know it sounds really cliche, but the reason why I say that is, like, I didn't go into any of this saying, I want to do this. I want to be an activist. I want to be a public speaker. 
all of this stuff happened organically. Mm. So I spoke on Twitter. I was talking about my um, my experiences on things. People followed me and appreciated what I was saying. Then based on what I was saying, people would contact me via DM saying, listen, we've got this event coming up. We see that you speak about this. Would you mind coming in? So I went in and had a conversation. Then people would see maybe a video of that event and say, we think what you had to say on this was amazing. Would you mind coming in and doing that? And it just grew and grew and grew. And for me, I had a performing arts background. So... <clears throat> Oh, your own, um, did you have an agent or just your own self? That's me. Yeah. My agent is me. I had someone who was meant to be dealing with my emails and that, never got into them. So I lost a few opportunities, but it is what it is. Bit, bit more acting in the future? Man. Acting. Yeah. Oh, know that, so yeah. Well. You know what? It's difficult because I think what people do sometimes is they use pain to build their platform. Mm. So it's like, I've gone through all of this trauma. I'm talking about trauma. Now everybody knows me for it. Let me go and become a singer. And I never want to be that person who builds a platform yeah. based on managing trauma and having real life conversations just for my own gain. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think I'll just stay on the vein that I'm on now and, and you know, keep pushing, man. It's a, it's a, it's a straight path. It's a, it's a righteous path. And man, like Richie Brave. Richie Brave. Make some noise, please. Richie Brave is coming. Come on. Come on. Don't me. You don't need guessing, man. You know? Number one, um, right. For, for the people that want to find you, tell us where they can find you, brother. Yeah, everything. Do I look in the camera? Um, everything, man. So, uh, okay. Fine. I should hope so. Yeah, 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 yeah. So everything is Richie Brave. So like Instagram, at Twitter, Richie Brave. Yeah. yeah, at Richie Brave. We we'll put the links and everything on the yeah, on, yeah, on the Richie, But if you right. don't know, you get to know. He's a wonderful guy, and you know we're really lucky and fortunate to have him. In and and give some time to us before he nips off home and starts starts <laughs> mixing his house into soul. Listen into... off my neighbours. No, no, listen, it's got to be done, man. Gentrified that you got to well, give, this a, is it. give him a lesson in yourself. No, no, induction. Turn it down. Turn it down. Induction. Induction. That's um, what it is. One last message or anything you want to say to the people down out there. Oh God, I, I don't have to. You just yeah, say I, no. I thanks for listening or watching, man. Yeah, big yeah. Up, big coming up. soon. And thanks for having me, man. It's a real pleasure. Thank you. Love, brother. Bro. All right. Yeah, this beer up by now. Myself, English. And myself, Cal Serious. And thanks for watching. Stay tuned. Peace.